Welcome to Without Artificial, a creative space to challenge your knowledge about clean skin and a healthy body and mind. I read an infinite amount about health and wellness so you don't have to. If you're hungry to learn, turn the volume up. Hey guys, thanks for joining me here on another episode of Without Artificial. This is officially the fourth episode. I can't believe it already, but I'm so, so grateful for my listeners. Just wanted to put that out there. Today, we're going to be talking about the chemicals you want to avoid in sunscreen. We're going to be talking about reef safety and coral bleaching. So it's going to be super interesting. I know it's not going to be as relevant just because we're not in the summer. I do know that we're already entering winter. I know that in New York, it's already snowing. Um... And so I know that it's not as relevant, but we're still going to cover it because we still are exposed to the sun. Even if it's winter, we're still exposed to the sun's UV rays. And we definitely want to learn a little bit about, you know, which sunscreen actually help make a difference and which sunscreens are completely misleading. So the first thing that's the most important is really the things that you want to avoid in sunscreens because you can be walking into Walgreens or CVS And you see something like UVA protection, UVB protection, UVA and UVB protection, and all of these, you know, amazing things that promise amazing results, but are actually completely false and misleading. So it's really important that you do take a look at the ingredients as usual, which I always say this, you know, um, to everyone that wants to know a little bit more about skincare safety. It's not about, you know, the words that or the labels that are uh, hypoallergenic, dermatologist tested for sensitive skin, all of those great things that promise great things, but actually mean nothing. You always want to look at the ingredients. So the first thing you want to look at is um, if those sunscreens have avobenzone, oxybenzone, benzophenone, oxynoxate, or octocrylene. So all of these ingredients are actually chemicals that help um, the sun um, penetrate your skin a little more, which is actually not a good thing. It doesn't give you complete protection of UVA and UVB rays. The only thing that will give you protection, the only two ingredients that will give you protection against the sun's UVB and UVA rays are zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. So you want to make sure that every sunscreen you do put on your skin when you're going out to the sun, even if it's in the winter, whether it's the winter, summer, whatever season you're in, um, the sun is is pretty strong and you definitely want to have um, complete, complete um safety when it comes to this so always go for sunscreens that have zinc oxide or titanium dioxide some of them will have both which is great Um, you also want to make sure that if the sunscreen has zinc oxide to make sure that it's non-nanoparticle zinc oxide there hasn't been so many studies with this the whole you know nanoparticles thing um And that's what makes it a little bit more difficult to make those educated decisions. But what that means is basically nanoparticles actually penetrate the skin barrier a little bit, um, a little bit more. So for example, the skin actually absorbs 60% of what is put on it. Um, Nanoparticles are so small that they can actually um, penetrate the skin and they can cause some damage. And we definitely don't want that. So there are studies that are controversial with the nanoparticles and some will say it doesn't penetrate the skin barrier. Some say it does. So, you know, this will be kind of up to you. I definitely go for the non-nano zinc oxide because why take the risk? 
Um, but if you don't find one and you only see nanoparticles zinc oxide, that's fine as well, just because the studies are controversial. So I just want you to know that the only sunscreens you want to go for are the mineral sunscreens, which are zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. Another thing you want to avoid in your sunscreen is aerosols. What that means is basically, you know, those sunscreens that are spray so that like you can target like your entire back. It makes it a little bit easier or else you have to have someone else smear that sunscreen for you. Um, so basically aerosols, they create a chemical cloud that actually settles onto the sand. We're not even aware of this because we don't even think twice about these, you know, sprays that are sprayed into the air and they can create a toxic for our marine wildlife, uh, for any animals that do um, rely on the sand for their needs. So you definitely want to avoid aerosols. You want to avoid those sprays uh, just because they can settle onto the sand and you just definitely want to be um, eco-friendly about it. So I would definitely avoid aerosols. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about is coral bleaching. So whenever you're using a sunscreen that is not a mineral sunscreen, so like avobenzone, oxybenzone, all of the ingredients I mentioned, you will actually, you know, when you enter the pool and then you have this like white residue that will like stay on the surface of the pool, you kind of see it, you know, when the sun's glimmering on it. So that actually happens in the beach as well. We don't realize, but it creates this um, white residue that actually goes into the corals. The ones that have the harmful chemicals go into the corals and it bleaches the corals. And what happens once the coral is bleached, it basically dies out. And what happens is that this is extremely, extremely important for the marine wildlife and also for our fish. The fish rely on the corals for um, a few different functions. And what happens is that if the fish interacts with a coral that is dead or has those chemicals on them, the fish will become infertile. And this is actually really sad because a lot of people are not aware of these consequences for our, our marine wildlife and our aquatic universe. And so, you know, we go into the beach and we spray ourselves with all of these different um, chemicals. And what happens is that it doesn't only harm our skin, it also harms the environment. So all of you who are into, um, you know, being eco-friendly and you just want to be aware of the environment and you want to be more aware of, you know, what we're doing to our fish, you want to make sure that, um, that we're taking care of them as well and that we're not using all of these toxic chemicals. So some of these sunscreens nowadays are a little bit more advanced and they'll write something like reef friendly or reef safe sunscreen. So you want to look out for those, um, for those labels as well. This, this will actually help you be more eco-friendly and more cognizant of the environment. I know that these eco-friendly um, reef-safe sunscreens aren't so frequent out there. I mean, you won't find them so often in stores. I believe on Amazon you can find reef-safe sunscreens, but they're not as popular. Um, if you go to like CVS or Walgreens, it will be more difficult to find. So I would say that's like the last step if you really want to take it another step forward, which would be amazing. This is actually where I'm at at this stage but you definitely want to avoid those chemicals. You want to go more into the mineral sunscreen, which is zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, and then go into reef safety and reef friendly. So I don't want to go too much into this. I kind of just wanted to give you a general overview of what safe sunscreens are like. If you have any questions, any comments, please feel free to reach out to me. I can be found on Instagram at withoutartificial. You can direct message me or you can even message me on my website withoutartificial.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I'll see you next time. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode on Without Artificial. I'm your host, Sharon. If you found this episode interesting, feel free to share and spread the word. See you next time.